Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Healthcare Podcast. Today, we're joined by Joytama Data, EVP and CEO at LNT Technology Services. In this episode, we cover topics such as COVID-19's impact on telehealth, the importance of delivering medical-grade healthcare enabled by LTTS, and how healthcare practitioners have to change how they function and operate. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn at Healthcare Global and enjoy the episode. What are some of the paradigm shifts that you see in the healthcare industry in the post-COVID era? How will medical device manufacturers, healthcare providers and practitioners have to change the way they function and operate? All right. Um, thanks, Jonathan. Um, we, we are going through a very interesting time, like any other industry. Um, every part of the healthcare industry is, is disrupted by COVID-19, as we can see in front of your eyes. However, uh, the level of disruption is, is very different for the different players in the ecosystem. Uh, at the very front end of this uh, are the hospital systems and the independent doctor's practices, the physician's practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, deferral of elective procedures and postponement of outpatient visits uh, or to a doctor's office as long as one can have pushed these organizations to take extreme measures because that's their uh, main bottom line earning revenue, uh, electives as well as as outpatient departments. The need for uh, remote care, the telehealth, the touchless procedures have significantly uh, gone up in terms of importance and and how to offer uh, healthcare services even without patients uh, coming into the facilities. Um, as a result of, of all the revenue crunch and everything else that is happening, hospitals are holding off on their spend on medical equipment, let's say, for example, uh, which is impacting uh, the device OEMs, uh, though not everyone the same way. So, so if, you, if you look at the top 10 uh, medical device companies, um, some of them are impacted more uh, than the others. And some of them are actually ben- benefiting from whatever is happening fortunately or unfortunately. It's, it's really based on the product mix that they have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's obvious from the last quarterly results and, and if, you, if you were to track the uh, stock market performance of some of these top uh, medical devices, OEMs, uh, you will see how, how they're differently impacted. So let's say somebody has a, a high mix of patient monitors and ventilators and all of that or, or hospital beds um, they are very positively impacted, or, or, or even diagnostic IVD equipments and so on. Whereas somebody has more dependence on uh, orthopedic equipments or the implantables or, or um, other equipments that require a surgery or a procedure, um, those portions of the businesses are getting very negatively impacted. So if somebody has a balanced portfolio, they're less impacted. So, so it's very, very different you know, a game that is being played out out there. Um, uh, and, and I have been in touch with, with many of these top uh, medical device companies and, and they reflect very similar sentiment. But the good part is everyone is thinking that, uh, you know, another a quarter or so things should start to sort of look back much better than what it was. Uh, when we look at the pharma companies and the health insurance firms, though, uh, there is very little impact on them. So if you, if you look at, again, latest results for both pharma companies and insurance companies, they are making big fat money as usual. 
their revenues are growing, their, their bottom lines are, are still uh, you know, very healthy. Uh, so there is very little impact there. So the responses are different for each of these players. Uh, but it is for sure everyone must conserve cash uh, in the short term, uh, should certainly adopt ways to operate a lot of their functions, including R&D and manufacturing, in a very efficient and flexible manner and consider growth initiatives with a different set of lenses. Uh, LTTS is helping companies in each one of these aspects, like R&D acceleration on products that are needed to deal with COVID-19, let's say, for example. Uh, help the manufacturing, engineering, and supply chain support to augment the capacity of, of some of these OEM. And even help them to go through the regulatory approvals like the emergency use authorizations or 510Ks or, or C marks or MDR. Uh, we are helping our, our customers in that space. Uh, long answer to a very short question, Jonathan, but I thought it's important that I set the context here. Well, and a good answer. Thank you. No, that's very insightful. And um, let me now move on to the next question, which is um, we've been talking about remote patient care for a long time. The COVID era has made this even more essential. How can healthcare providers deliver medical grade remote care? to patients and what can LTTS do to enable this? Sure, it's, it's uh, out there for everyone to see, right? Uh, if there is one positive outcome uh, of this life-changing event uh, worldwide, uh, it is a massive increase in adoption of telehealth and digital health solutions, mm -hmm. remote care solutions. And it is for one and for all, whether, whether it's in the developed countries uh, or in the developing countries, if it is uh, for the elderly population or for the young ones. Uh, if it's for the college-going students or somebody is, is, is heading out and, and doing their work nine to five. Uh, if we were to rewind uh, the last few months, uh, the major issues um, coming in the way of greater adoptions uh, were primarily three. One is uh, the regulatory approvals uh, for these telehealth procedures uh, were very slow in coming. Uh, there's a lot of microscope, a lot of, lot of cleaning happening, whether the efficacy, effectiveness, and so on and so forth. Uh, insurance companies uh, were very, very uh, skeptical about uh, whether these uh, therapies or techniques are actually you know, meaningful for, for improving patients' uh, you know, uh, conditions. And finally, uh, this is more on the technology side. Are these solutions secure? Uh, what kind of uh, sort of uh, hazards and, and vulnerabilities uh, these technologies uh, actually you know bring into the middle of, of uh, somebody receiving uh, medical care sitting at home wherever they are. However, uh, as a result of uh, COVID-19, uh, regulations have been eased uh, in the U.S. alone. Uh, more than 80 telehealth-based procedures have been approved by CDC and HHS. Uh, CMS, uh, which is uh, the primary body for any Medicare-related uh, you know, um, activity, which is essentially for elderly population, um, they have accepted most telehealth procedures as, as approved. Um, following that, most of the insurance companies have started uh, reimbursing procedures and new codes are being generated for for telehealth-related therapies. So providers have rolled them out in great numbers in the last two months alone. Uh, patients have adopted 
uh, than like never before because they, they you know this is the easiest way to like i said earlier in my conversation that this is the easiest way to uh, take take care of their health today and if you look at some of the larger health systems the telehealth transactions have gone uh, from just a couple thousands uh, in a month uh, in a uh, month to tens of thousands in a week so so it's like 300, 400%, 1000% increase in, in telehealth transactions. So that is enormous. Uh, so now is the time to test uh, the flexibility, scalability, uh, efficacy and interoperability of some of these solutions, viability of the commercial business model of the solutions, because it was much smaller scale. Now suddenly the scale has increased by, by hundreds and thousands of percent excess, uh, like I said. So we have to now uh, get all the solutions tested and, and, and as they are being rolled out. So that's where, uh, you know, we have a major play coming in there, whether it's testing, interoperability, uh, integration, deployment, rollouts, all of that, uh, LNT has, has a big role to play. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And this leads me to my next question, which is, do you see supply chain disruptions as a big challenge in the healthcare industry? And how can companies such as LTTS help medical devices manufacturers successfully relocate manufacturing plants to new locations and ensure that healthcare service providers have all the supplies they need in a timely manner? Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated question, uh, Jonathan. Uh, and, and it's because it's, it's for a couple of reasons. One is um, there is an immediate need to uh, suddenly increase uh, the manufactured quantities of certain equipments um, or certain, so, so let's say ventilators, everybody knows ventilators is in great demand. Uh, the patient monitoring devices are, are not nearly enough um, that is required in the marketplace, the PPE equipments uh, or even the test equipments or, or, or the test kits. Uh, so the companies who are uh, manufacturing those, um, they need to uh, up their supply chain, they need to up their manufacturing facilities, they need to um, sort of increase additional lines or even convert existing lines uh, for, for manufacturing those devices. So that is one. Second part, which is a big problem, which was a big problem, uh, which nobody really saw coming, was the inventory of such devices. So there is no common, uh, you know, inventory across different hospital systems. Um, for for some of these emergency devices. Um, so let's say in, in one hospital, there is an excess capacity, which is lying, uh, but uh, in, in the next door county or the adjacent county, the hospital doesn't even know uh, which, is, which is struggling for a, a ventilator uh, is actually available in the next door. So now there's a lot of action happening, how to integrate the supply chain and, and the inventory across these hospital systems and even, even you know, clinics and everything else. So that's the second part. And the third part is essentially looking at the impact of this and see how companies can prepare themselves for the long term. Uh, so let's say in, in a lot of industries, there's a very heavy dependence on, let's say, uh, manufacturing happening in one region of the world, right? Uh, because of whatever reasons, you know. Um, and now suddenly everybody started thinking, uh, should we uh, sort of broad base? Should we have uh, 
manufacturing basis locally where uh, the company is selling and, and designing and developing? Uh, shall we have it in places where there is higher sales in other regions? As well as, you know, for the low cost geos, shall we have it uh, more more uh, balanced? So, so let's say, you know, people are looking at South Asia as, as a destination, alternative destination for cheap manufacturing, which also includes India in today's context. Uh, but that's a longer term play and that will take take uh, more more time to play out. Uh, so, and, and each one of these three buckets, uh, LNT is very strong in manufacturing engineering, supply chain engineering, back office engineering and all of that. And depending on where our customers are, we are helping them in each one of those, uh, you know, buckets. Whether it's increasing the capacity currently uh, of manufacturing additional quantities of devices, uh, whether it's uh, you know helping them uh, you know move plants or or uh, set up new new manufacturing lines, or uh, in the longer term, if somebody is saying, okay, I want to move something or set up a new manufacturing plant or completely in a different place, um, we are playing there as well, uh, and we are we are right in the middle of a few of those transactions as we speak, Jonathan. Okay. In the past few months, one of the most popular demands to the medical industry has been to improve the speed of diagnosis while not compromising on the accuracy or efficacy of tests. What must the healthcare industry do to accomplish this and how can LTTS help? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, very, very important. And, and you know, uh, it, was, it was very, very prominent when the first wave happened. Uh, then people thought they have managed to put their arms around it. Then the second wave happened in the U.S. at least. The second wave has happened and we are right in the middle of that and it is more intense uh, than, the, than the first one. And, and as everybody knows uh, today, uh, that testing is, is really the most important thing um, for, for making sure uh, we understand where we are with respect to the spread of the disease and all of that. So, so let's look at the major roadblocks to get products uh, to market quickly. You know, first, you, you have a new product or you have a refreshed product. You have to test those functionalities in your labs, validate those, verify those in your labs. Then you go for clinical trials. Make sure that whatever you're saying is actually is, is going to happen when you release for the market. Once the trials are over, and, and fortunately, the medical device trials is a much shorter process than actually a drug uh, or a pharmaceutical uh, you know, product. Um, so, so, but you still have to go out and do your clinical trials. Then the FDA or, or the MDR or the CE authorities in, in every country have their own, own name for it. They'll have to come and authorize the device. And in the US, again, they have uh, taken a shortcut for the current moment, which is called emergency use authorization, but they will have to go and get the actual approval also in due course in the next two years. But to make this process more efficient than what it is today or what it was uh, a quarter back was a massive amount of collaboration that was not happening before. Um, more efficient collaboration amongst the OEMs, uh, the clinical trials organizations, uh, the regulatory agencies, uh, the government bodies, the healthcare bodies like CDS and HHS and so on and so forth, 
they all have to really, really coordinate and collaborate to make sure that all of these are happening in a very efficient manner. And in the near term, LTTS is helping expedite the testing and the validation process for some of these equipments that are happening uh, in, the, in our uh, OEMs labs and, and offices. Um, we offer services for regulatory submissions, as I said before. And finally, we help in the manufacturing capacity enhancement as well. So we, we do play in each one of uh, their, their life cycle of uh, product being designed uh, to the time it is introduced in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you very much. One of the most critical elements for hospitals is to maintain a safe and healthy environment for its staff to operate in. We have seen so many unfortunate incidents of healthcare workers catching infections during this pandemic. What needs to be done to keep hospital spaces sanitized and healthy and could LTS's IBEMS shield help with this? Sure. Um, so, so the issue here, Jonathan, is, is not just for healthcare workers, right? Uh, it is for patients who come in uh, to the hospitals or, 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 the, or the, you know, clinics or, 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 or the practitioners' offices, right? Um, it is, it is uh, for people who are helping manufacture the devices or the pharmaceutical or, or the meds as they call it, right? Um, it's for the support staff and the ecosystem in the pharma companies and the peers offices and, and, the, and the pharmacies and so on. So, so everybody who's, uh, who's related, whether it's the patient or the people who are helping, um, you know, the, treating the patient uh, is impacted as a result of this. So, so if we were to sort of realize, uh, visualize an ideal scenario uh, that has to be in place going forward in some way or the other. Uh, so, so what should happen? A patient, let's say, you know, uh, a future hospital or a healthcare facility, a patient enters the hospital, uh, it's greeted by a robot, right? A thermal detection is done, facial image is captured, uh, symptoms, the vitals are captured by the ambient technologies that are out there in the buildings, right? And then they're directed by the wayfinder uh, to the medical officer, right? And then the medications are ordered online and delivered to patient homes. So in the whole process, from the time somebody is, is invited, uh, I'm sorry, is treated or diagnosed to the time the patient is, is delivered the medicine, there is no touch absolutely. Now this, uh, today's concept, there is something called a digital front door. So when I say somebody is coming into a hospital or a healthcare facility, it doesn't mean they're entering a physical uh, premise only. It can be a digital premise as well through all those telehealth applications that are out there. Now, uh, IBEMS is a solution, as we all know, from LNT, uh, which is essentially for uh, customers experience, customer experience management, building experience management solution. However, um, in the context of the current situation, we have uh, significantly upgraded the product and a new release of, of the IBMs is called IBM Shield. So which includes functionalities like uh, thermal detection, monitoring, air purification in the facilities with, through sensors, um, we have provided retrofit gesture-based solutions for touchless interfaces. Wayfinding technologies were already included to guide the patient and so important for making sure the environment is safe and healthy. And I think this is 
uh, uh, the solution that everybody is looking at today. And this is really going to be the solution of the future. Well, thank you. I hope it is too. Um, that is, you know, is all, all our questions. Um, okay. But I have plenty more time to talk through things with you. If there's something else you'd like to add, um, anything I might not have mentioned you'd like to touch upon, um, now's your chance. Yeah, I mean, um, so a so couple of uh, things that uh, beyond this, what we are doing uh, is, is one is, uh, I, I just upon that very briefly, uh, is, is the security portion, right? Um, so because everything is, is going digital, everything is becoming remote, uh, the security of the devices are, are very important uh, because they are essentially the gateway uh, to, to the patient care. Um, so we are working uh, with, with uh, quite a few partners um, who provide platforms or, or solutions for ensuring that these devices are secured. Uh, so it starts with looking at the vulnerability of the devices, scan those devices for, for anything that is wrong, they're hackable or whatever it is, then look at what are the possible remediations um, that can be taken care of. Uh, can we go to the OEM and recommend certain steps for them to make sure the devices are secured and so on and so forth. So we are working across the ecosystem to see how this entire uh, healthcare delivery in today's context can be secured. Mm -hmm. And security is a major offering from LNT. And, and you know, so, so we, we think it's going to play a very important part um, in the context of how healthcare is going to be delivered tomorrow and day. Yeah. Yeah.